1: everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. It's the podcast you've known for many years, and you also know is going to keep going for many, many more years, as we're very early in the run of Deep Space Nine. Anyway, I'm Matt. I'm Andy.
2: And I'm just making a fool of myself doing what I'm doing here.
1: (laughs) Tell me about it, Kira. Come on. Can't wait to hear that one. Uh, How does Kira make a fool of herself? She's probably working a children's party in the or whatever the habitat deck is. Oh, is that what <laughs> The happens? Habitat ring. She's working mm-hmm. a children's party.
0: Is that Kira? Uh, uh, Keiko uh, opens the school, and then Kira yeah. does children's parties. Did you see doing? the? Uh,
1: you have a, Have you watched the kids in the hall? The, the Amazon one.
0: Wh-
1: what the new? Oh no, I the haven't. New season. I haven't. Was there a bit? They have a sketch called the uh, where. Uh, Bruce McCullough uh, is having a heart attack, and he's trying. He's playing an old man. He's while well, he's playing Bruce McCullough, I <laughs> guess. Uh, he's having a heart attack with his grand his grandson's there, and he's it's like calling Amber Plamps. Amber Plamps the kid runs over, picks up the phone, dials nine one one, calls the dispatchers, and then it's, it's Dave Foley and uh, who else is in it? oh, it's Dave and, and Kevin. Huh. And, uh, he's like, Dave Paul, He's like, uh, kids on the phone, needs an Ambum plant? <laughs> and then they look to the phone book, and then the kid's like, it's coming, they're coming, they're coming. And then you look up, and it's a stage with a children's entertainer group called Ambum Plants. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
0: nice surprise.
1: <laughs> and then they start dragging him to the hospital and talking about how they have to change their name. And that's you know it's a great sketch.
0: I <laughs> gotta check it out. What am I doing? Not watching New Kids in the Hall? It's oh, uh, it's all fantastic.
1: It's so much better than I ever thought it would be. Wow, exactly. High, I highly, highly recommend it. There's a there's a sketch in there in the second episode. It's a Shakespeare. I'll just say it's a Shakespeare sketch. Yeah. And it is by far uh, one of the funniest sketches i've ever seen
0: should we change this into a kids in the hall podcast yes okay. please let's there do it are. but you hey i'm saying
1: it. it out i'm saying it out loud on the podcast so maybe people will watch it and they'll get another season yeah i had such low hopes and then i had high hopes
0: that is a good, a good sign comedians as a as a what are we species? <laughs> don't uh, don't generally age well in terms of their sensibility because so much I think of comedy is based on kind of being the underdog and fighting against something. And when mm. you're old, you're the establishment. Also, your brain slows down. Well, that's the thing. I was like,
1: they didn't they they didn't miss a beat. Yeah, and like for some reason, the kids in the hall in drag still works. Yeah like it just still works like just I don't know
0: is there an element of that it works even better now because the world is more open-minded
1: no I think it works it just works because it always has like you know like the two carols when you see them again it's like oh yeah yeah anyway guys this is not a kids in the hall podcast as much as you all seem to think it is as much as you guys keep demanding it We've lost a lot of listeners already, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to keep whatever few that we can. You know, if you if you if you're on the fence about listening to our show, why don't you just uh, head into the Admirals Club with us and hear what others are thinking? No. I'll tell them later if they should watch you. it, Andy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, how As get...
1: Andy might not remember, <laughs> I haven't rewatched the episode.
0: Oh, that's right. You he hasn't rewatched it yet. Oh.
1: I will by the time that we start talking
0: about it. I... anyone's... Yes.
1: Just so we're all on the same page.
0: Anyway. This is not the unmentionable type of episode. It's, uh, we just happen to be recording it separate times. <laughs> really? um... We just,
1: you know. We found a window where we could record. Didn't think we were recording today, so I did not watch the episode yet. <laughs> Even though I've seen Qless about, I don't know, 10 times, 15 times probably.
0: Maybe we'll do it after the hell. So,
1: I, you know what? Whatever. I'll just tell you right now. Hang on. I'll just do it. I'll just do it from memory.
0: Uh, I don't, Matt, you, don't, you can...
3: You have them watch this episode? Uh,
1: I mean, as far as Q episodes go, it's not great.
0: There you go. It, well, maybe uh, you should do another one uh, when we record the other part tomorrow and see if it changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, how Andy, do they...
4: Would you have them no, I, this episode? I, oh, I are we doing it for this? From you. Yes.
0: I mean, I like a, a Q episode now. <laughs> I love it. Um, I saw a few complaints in the uh, in the hails about this episode. I'm not saying it was you know, it was gangbusters, but it's like you're getting your your uh, your it Q suffers. value.
1: It suffers from I think you know, like you said last week when we watched the trailer. It's a little early to be bringing in Q.
0: It's certainly true. Um, and you know we'll we'll dig into obviously more details and i i had my misgivings, so maybe i'll feel worse at the end of this podcast we'll see what i see what happens Uh, anyway matt how do they get into the admiral's club
1: well andy it's very simple all you gotta do is leave a five-star review on apple podcasts or you know wherever your podcasts are listened and you can say whatever you'd like as long as it's
0: five stars you're in the admiral's club and maybe andy will read yours on the show you know reading today uh, you know, uh, I also have been uh, sort of banging a new drum, so maybe I won't ask you how they get into the Admiral's Club. Because I feel, since since we've already established ourselves pretty well in the Admiral's Club, feel free to leave it in Apple Podcast. But I feel like spread it far and wide. If you've got, uh, if you want to send a, a positive tweet. You know, you want to drop in and harass some of the people on another Star Trek uh, group, <laughs> face group, whatever. You want to tell those
1: fucking Delta flyers that we yeah. are so good at Star Trek podcasting, and we didn't even waste seven years on the Paramount lot. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: just wasted seven years of our own lives, <laughs> not being highly we paid actors. From the Sony lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, send any form. Uh, you know, uh, you can uh, you can either mail it into us or you can uh, you can uh, add uh, s- uh, add Star Trek TNC to your Instagram tweets, uh, TikToks, whatever you Candy's
1: like. Essentially, I'll I'll just boil it down and say it in a succinct
0: way. I feel like I've finished already. But Tag us in your
1: tweets. Make it positive. You're in the Admirals Club.
0: Do we need a, a hashtag TNC Admirals Club or don't don't uh, don't weigh it down?
1: You're the one who is searching for these things, so I think whatever you think was going to be easiest for you to find.
0: The, well, as long as they as long as they put the at, at for us, then it'll it'll come up. But uh,
1: I guarantee you that Andrew Secunda has never met an at symbol of himself. He did not read.
0: It's true. I get a lot from. <laughs> I get a lot from uh, Secunda Mpumalanga in Africa (laughs) Um, from people. It's mostly people talking about uh, concerts that they're going to or how hot it is. And I usually I I don't know if I respond all the time, but I because I don't want to confuse them. But I always give them a like. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, Good job mentioning me. Uh, All right. Uh, Kenny Reams uh, sends a review in to the Admiral's Club. Uh, Finally I can leave a a review. Now that I've heard all the episodes of TNG on TNC I feel it's acceptable to leave a review Mark Miro and Randy Segura are the no-nonsense podcasters we've all been waiting on It's so refreshing to listen to a podcast that gets right into the meat of the show without wasting time on silly jingles and segments about deceased Rat Pack members we've all grown weary of I give this podcast 10 out of 10 Randys. Aha! Segura! That Kenny Rames really knows the show. Uh,
1: I think that that is, uh, that's a really fun way to do it, you know? Just
0: Segura and,
1: and what was I? Mar- Mar- you
0: were Mark Miro.
1: Mark Miro. It's almost like Mark Marin and Tom Segura. That'd be a better podcast than this.
0: I mean, almost anything would <laughs> <laughs> Too shit uh, Best prank from Wonderall Not a podcast, it's actually a trap set by Andy Four years earlier to reveal that Matt's a bad friend Thanks for it all I think Wonderall is referring to uh, to my birthday um, On our final uh, TNG podcast Where everyone I mean, is, congratulated me for my birthday for It was perfect For that to happen Lined up perfectly. Um that's it for the Admiral's Club.
1: Okie dokie, let's head to the president circle then.
3: The United Federation of Planets, President!
1: everybody welcome to the president's circle what's it like in here well it's really cool you get so many extra podcasts and you support the show go to patreon.com forward slash star trek tnc become a member and uh if you're at the president's circle level you'll get yourself all of the free podcasts that uh, not free i guess all of the extra podcasts we do <laughs> you get these you certainly do you know what you get these free ones and then you get the ones that are behind the paywall. Uh,
0: by free, he means they're not in prison. He doesn't mean that they're... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're free. They once no you cost. get in.
1: Once you get in. <laughs>
0: that's where that's what true freedom is <laughs> inside. <laughs> um, every every not every month, every show, I give out a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor uh, to a couple of exceptional hails in our Priority One Messages. Um, The first is from Lieutenant Lisa Glidden. Um, uh, I think the term the guys were looking for about Tusk's acceptance of his position is false consciousness. We believe our circumstances or social practices to be correct slash appropriate slash normal – which keeps us from attempting to change them. Marx had a lot to say about it. From a prime directive standpoint, the Federation doesn't think it's their responsibility to address it or even to intervene if someone within that society is questioning it. I sometimes teach a course about the politics of Harry Potter, and there's always a very strong debate about whether the house-elf system should be abolished. It's slavery, but the house-elves like it that way. It's a great way to introduce the concept of false consciousness because it's less political than talking about Americans who constantly vote against their interests. Uh, I found this fascinating. Um and I would be curious Lisa and I appreciate you giving I
1: house elves are great and they should stay house elves.
0: I mean this is a classic uh, Matt Malfoy perspective. <laughs> 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 um um Lisa, I'm curious, as someone who teaches uh, a, a course in this, I appreciate that you're trying to uh, remain sort of unbiased. I'm curious what your take. <laughs> should the Federation be stepping in 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 the case of false consciousness? Because it seems like that's something they should take a look at. <sighs> um, anyway, I find that a very interesting perspective on this. Um Command Master Chief, you have anything to say? I think. No, I'm just trying, trying to sh- keep my eyes. Shake so it, I shaking off, shaking head. off the exhaustion. Command Master Chief Robert Garrison uh, says, "I never uh, caught before that Quark says regarding a sweet adventure brought to you by the brothers Quark. So does that mean their names are Rom Quark and Quark Quark? Is it akin to Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, the Mario Brothers?"
1: Uh, that's that did fly. That did sort of swing by me, and I just sort of thought they just. Here's what I imagined. Yeah, you know, like Quark has a first name we haven't heard. People just call him Quark. Like you know, My oftentimes people refer to Andy as Secunda. Some right. People refer to me as Myra. Right. You know, because when there's more Andys and more Mats around, they're two common names. Yeah. You know what if what if uh, Quark's first name is is Frank. Frank Cork, but there's a bunch of other Franks at the bar all the time, so he's
0: like, just call me Cork. It's kind of a, it's a little bit of a power position to be called by your last name, uh, because my sister, oh, you know, I always thought it was insulting. Who had her, oh, really? Myra? Yeah. See, I always yeah. kind of liked it, but I think that's maybe because I didn't have as much of a sports background <laughs> as you did, so I was like, ah, eh, it's like we're on a team, even though it's just a bunch of improv sucks. <laughs> um, but uh, I also enjoyed it when I was around my sister who had her own microcosm. And uh, and when she would come into my microcosm, people called me Secunda. <laughs> She'd be like, why are they calling you Secunda? <laughs> like, because I am the only Secunda. <laughs> um, that's it for the um, Christopher Pike Medal of Valors. If we could step into the Priority One messages proper.
1: Here we go. Captain, incoming message. incoming message. Priority one message
3: from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
0: If you want to access the priority one messages, just join the Patreon. I'll look at your hails first. Neil Stud writes, just a heads up before you post this to the main feed. Maybe you want to trim the 13 minutes of silence from the end. <laughs> Though personally, I love it. It's like getting a little gift of time back for myself at the end of an episode Uh, Stuart Allen story by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga also adds I was going to say it it isn't TNC without the occasional random 14 minute silence at the end of an episode never change and Kevin Quinn says before they added the pre-recorded here's how to contact us spiel at the end of each episode I almost sent in a jingle for a segment called the awkward three seconds of silence uh, between when Andy says disengage and Matt stops recording
1: No, that's actually not what's happening. I can tell you what's happening.
0: Oh, what's happening?
1: It's when I drag in the uh, and this is uh, this is purely laziness, and I apologize to everybody. I'll be more careful in the future. <laughs> I feel like they're uh, saying they're delighted. Be, FYI, <laughs> when I pull in the engine sounds, yes, um, I have those. they have that in a half-hour block.
0: Oh, I see. And then, so then that's the I
1: copy and paste it, and then I ch- cut it off. It I cut the end off. Oh. the way GarageBand is built it then makes the end of the track as far as that last thing you pasted in was. I see. So unless I drag that timeline back in, it'll leave
0: that there so you can... You know what would be nice? I apologize, everyone. You know what would be nice? Just leave the engine hum, and then they have a nice little... It's like they're still hanging out on the ship after we're done with the podcast. Um,
1: you know, or I could just be a person who... Uh, does a good job as they're with the
0: uh, as with the air conditioning that's your choice It seems like they're uh, they're saying they were uh, they're delighted uh lieutenant I, they... look uh, it shouldn't be
1: there and i apologize
0: <laughs> i don't you guys get a lot more apologies than i do i feel like i get uh, very infrequent apologies you guys get all these apologies
1: i don't wrong you as much as I wrong the audience. (laughs) That's
0: that's where you and I differ. (laughs) Um, Lieutenant Rogers Freakosaurus Mini-Arc writes, I'm glad you like the Tosk makeup. You'll be seeing a version of it again on a different species in a major way later in the series. Also, you'll want to be careful digging in too deep on can Odo do blank questions. That way lies madness. Can he turn into a hammer? If he does, can someone use him to drive a nail? If they do, does it hurt him? As soon as you think you know how it works, they come along and change the rules. Well, I'm going to keep asking those questions because that's how I do. Uh, but I appreciate your, your saying that it is a futile effort. Futile. Um, mst 3 Katie says, As I said before, this is my first watch of DS9. While I haven't exactly hated any of the episodes so far, I haven't really been impressed. But this was a thoroughly enjoyable episode. I love the characters. The plot was genuinely... Uh, the plot and was genuinely surprised at the turns the episode took. I've always loved Chief O'Brien. I'm a little biased as an Irish girl myself. Oh, I'm so, I'm so terribly sorry. Uh, Katie, I'm so, I apologize. I'm a little biased as an Irish girl myself. Myself. And this episode really gave him a chance to shine. I would place this episode up against any of the great episodes from season five or six of TNG A Wicked Good Episode. Uh
1: that was
5: not bad. Andy's the corner.
0: It's
1: gonna be shit. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean you had like a you had like you had the dialect like for a second. Yeah. Which usually you never
0: even come to <laughs> Look, if I get it for a second, I am so far ahead of the Secunda game. Um, Michael Bazaruski, uh writes us, uh, Welcome to Life Hacks and Time Savers with your host, and then it's ampersand Y, silver metal A. And uh, I got to be honest, Bazarowski is someone with pun blindness. <laughs> I was like, I assume that's not Medal A? Like, that's not Matt. That's. And then he wrote behind it, this is a second place silver medal. I was like, oh, Secunda. <sighs> Took me a beat because I'm a dope. Uh, almost always evil Admiral Dion writes <laughs> When uh, O'Brien is calling Tosk friend, I wonder what it, uh, if that is the universal translator interpreting mate. Maybe they had to tweak it after some embarrassing incidents where the aliens thought O'Brien was making improper advances, as mate can be misinterpreted. Happy, blushing face emoji. Uh, actually, uh, Quark had better be careful. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like it's a suggestive one. It just seems like it's happy. Uh, actually, Quark had better be careful, referring to himself as, as a host, as previously mentioned in the giant virus. Voyager episode hosts a repulsive concept. Um, Master Chief also says, what an amazing piece of technology the universal translator is. Someone from 90,000 light years uh, uh, away arrives and instantly can translate their speech. Yeah, I assume the technology has advanced.
1: Rob Garrison, you're also, that's you assuming that the Tosk doesn't have a translator on his end as well.
0: Oh, interesting. I mean, it is suggested that he's from the future with their personal transporter, so. <laughs> Kevin Quinn says, It's bad enough I got to wor- worry about whether my toothbrush is a secret Odo surveilling me <laughs> whenever the mood strikes him. Now I got to worry about invisible Tosks creeping in on me, too. It's fair. Blake Pettit. No
1: one said life on the station was going to be
0: easy. It's so true. No one did say that. As a matter of fact, they seem to apply that it would be hard. Blake Pettit says, uh, I have to say, I think the quark dynamic, as Matt called it, is brilliant. People are coming to him when they're upset or angry. He listens to them vent about their problems and then says something subtle, which, whether he's doing it for his own purposes or not, helps to point them in the direction of a solution. So far, he is a far more effective ship's counselor than Deanna troy ever was um i think I that's mean, true in these, in these
1: few episodes but he's but i think he's just as effective
0: as gina hmm
1: it's the role of the television bartender
0: see that's an interesting question i would say that he's not thus far at least he's not as effective as you know the future so he's not as effective as gina because he's sort of self-interested, whereas Guinan was trying to help them and was like 100% for helping people, whereas I don't think Deanna uh, was. Guy,
1: well, she was 100% until, like, you know, when she was young, she just turned down
0: everything. <laughs> that's true. I guess I forgot but that I, she's, that that's I also canon say. now. <laughs> um. Uh, hey, Hayden? Uh, hey, guys, Hayden here, and then Hayden also asks, Hayden or Hayden? Hayden, Haydn. I actually don't know. I've never met another person with my first name. But I'm a portamento of a Hyman and Franz Joseph Hayden, uh, which is pronounced however my name is pronounced with a high, not a hey. I've long found myself bumped.
1: What the bumped. fuck is this?
0: It's, what do you mean? It's Hayden. <laughs> he spent a long time <laughs> explaining it.
1: What are you, why are you doing this to us, Hayden? Or Hayden? Uh,
0: this or Hooten? Is, this, is this is a truncated uh, hail so far. Uh, not so far, but uh, through, through the whole thing. Uh, I've long found myself bumped by Matt's insistence that DS9 doesn't really get going until season three or four. The way Matt tends to dismiss early DS9, especially in the context of this Trek podcast, where, quote, doesn't really get going until season X, unquote, can be easily construed as, quote, is two-thirds hot garbage until the D gets into the new uniforms, unquote. Well, there's no question that the that once the Dominion conflict gets into full swing, the show revs up into previously unknown tier of Trek quality, and for me, still unsurpassed. I think Matt's either mistaken or misspoken when he says, quote, when DS9 gets really good, unquote, and would be wiser, kinder to say, quote, when the show goes from dependably, consistently competent to relative to TNG, Voyager, and Enterprise to, quote, best Trek ever. Uh, I think what's often written off as the show being slower and boring compared to the pace of the other shows uh, reads me as... Uh, compared to the pace of the other show, uh, Trek shows reads to me as often pleasing, relaxed, relaxing, decompressed, and or lower stakes, but almost always deliberately paced show. To me, even when DS9 drops their Trek obligatory notorious clunker crap sack episode like say move along home i still really like that episode because it feels to me like the episode isn't so much awful track but quote let's deliberately put ourselves to the paces of making the terrible episode we're bound to make sooner or later we know it's bad sorry uh let's try to make this train wreck fun long story short between 2006 2010 i pretty much lived at the ucb Lived at a new school dorm at Twentieth and Eighth. I think I must have seen Andy at least twice a month for several years. If it weren't for him, I might I might have pursued improv more seriously. But that sick desperation in his eyes—it speaks to a pit in the soul, in his soul, devoid of pizza validation slash girlfriend slash pizza. I really can't argue with you. Hayden, Hayden. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if you agree with his characterization of your take. I do well, I
1: certainly think that his hails will get better when we get to season four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Where's
0: your uh where's your air horn? For yourself.
1: Uh, um Um Yeah, it's a well certainly is a broad generalization, but do you not agree that TNG was hot garbage, mostly. For, no, I think that's what seasons. he's saying by the. But by you the... think that DS9 is not similarly hot garbage? You think it's delicious?
0: I, I think he's saying it's relaxing, decompressed, and/or lower st- stakes. Which, I, which what, is honestly, uh, yeah. He sounds like he sounds like someone who actually enjoys The French
1: Connection. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's it's slow. It's that seventies pacing.
0: I hear what you're saying, but I also a lot
1: of good. There's a lot of good in there, but also like the seventies pacing. Like also like, I mean, I could turn on the original Dawn of the Dead, right? And like just ease it. Like that movie to me, that pacing, that seventies pacing, is like there is something comforting about that.
0: I guess what I've been likening. I hear what you're saying, and I think it's fair. I guess I've been likening it to early premium television like uh, the wire and like Arliss (laughs) so patient that show it's just like we're just gonna go just minutes and minutes without a joke just you know take our time get into these characters what Uh, what sports guys can we get in here (laughs) Um, like the wire and Deadwood I think I would wa- I watched a couple of episodes. I'd be like, yeah, this is terrible <laughs> as a younger man. And then I watched them once I had a little bit more of a refined take and with all the, you know, recommendations of friends. And I was like, these are the greatest shows that have ever been. Because, you know, you change your, you change your expectation and you're looking for more subtleties. Um, and as I've said, one thing I definitely feel thus far, maybe I'll be disproven, which is ironic because I, my initial thing was off Cisco's, you know, ow! I was like, nope, I'm done, I'm out of this. And it was like, to me, it was a bad, going to be a bad performance. The performances are astonishingly even and competent in this show, and uh, as is the dialogue. So, um, it just seems like a crafted show. Uh, but we'll see. Ben Plavin says, according to Renee. <sighs> I remember we addressed. Aboujois. What is it? Arbejoua. Ar- Arbejoua? That can't be right. <laughs> Abenjoa. <Abourgeois.
1: laughs> <Abourgeois?
0: laughs> uh, according to Rene Abenjoa, the toughest part about playing Odo wasn't the makeup or the gravelly voice. It was that he was in every scene, mostly as deck plating. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Give him a laugh. <laughs> your old friend Ben... <laughs> <He's gonna have laughs> old friend Ben, ben Plavin. Uh, Andrew the Astrophysicist says, uh, I was briefly fascinated with the idea that when you visit the Gamma Quadrant through the wormhole, you're also traveling to the future because the TOSC hunters have personal transporters. Uh, presumably, that would mean that if you traveled there the, quote, long way... Uh, by warp, you could get there long before the dominions, etc., etc. But then I remembered that Vash had gone there with Q and come back through the wormhole. Any other Alpha Quadrant incursions in the Gamma Quadrant that didn't involve the Bajoran wormhole? Uh, edit: I erroneously mentioned Frangi, but that was the Barzan wormhole then the to the Delta Quadrant. Anyway, uh, even if the Bajoran wormhole sends you forward in time. There's no reason to think that any other shortcuts would, too. Um, but also, I'm like, sure s- Vaj
1: went with Q, who can do anything. So
0: right. That's what I was thinking. I don't know your, if that's... Whole, the if whole he future thing could still work. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, new theory. Put it on the list. That person who's keeping track, which is no one. Hey, if anybody wants to keep track of those... If anyone wants to keep track of those, send them in when you see them. It's, there's a lot of people who've been doing re-watches. Of send in show. the Andy's theories. What
1: L- re-listens of our show?
0: Re-listens. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get it either. I have a, I have a hail that's here. I got it right here. This is perfect, Daryl. uh annoying. Um, which I had to really piece together. Uh, just a quick question. This is in regards to your your question that you would sort of you were sort of saying hey we were lower on on uh, sort of listeners and it was in fact because a lot of people have been getting it from the Patreon, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so Daryl asks uh, just a quick question who listens to the Patreon version then the normal feed because you're a fellow completist and having unplayed episodes makes your skin crawl or is it just me and I was like oh well that's just a that's just a Daryl annoying thing. And then Corey1701 says, you are not alone.
1: Daryl will find my edits then.
0: Isn't that insane? The people are listening to it a second time just so that they can clear
1: the, uh, the feed? I mean, the reasoning is weird. I don't find it odd that they're re-listening to the podcast. Like, I get that. Um, but, like, doing it just to clear that little purple dot, that's very funny.
0: What podcast did you ever go back for?
1: Oh, the Ricky Gervais show when that was uh running. Oh. Yeah. be um, funny. God, I'm trying to think. Sometimes I would re-listen to like uh the tom Tomcast. Remember that? That was good. That was a good. I do. I that was that was well produced in a half hour. That was easy to re-listen to.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever the case, if you're doing a podcast, uh, a TNC re listen, feel free to email in your favorite bits. Uh, I have a feeling at some point I might want to. I don't know. And people have written in said they would they would help us out with stuff. uh, You know, send in your time codes of like, hey, this was a great bit on the podcast. This was a great moment on podcast. Joke
1: about anything, and then you see it on lower decks. Go back and tell us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you don't have to bother with that. <laughs> that is a waste of time. Uh, made up word, word we know. Uh, a funny bit. Um, uh, you know, anything like that. Uh, the- Andy's theories? I don't. Uh, s- send them in.
1: Send them to Andy. I don't want to
0: see them. Send them to Andy. Uh, Star Trek. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. It's. Uh, yeah. Uh, STTNC pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Andrew Gibson says, "So yet again, we have a species which is obsessed with an honorable death. I'd like to see an episode where they find a species of cautious accountants who wear sunscreen all the time and are petrified of dying and have invested tons of tech into staying alive at all costs. It would make for a pleasant change and might open up some new storylines."
1: It would be That's interesting. A really like a neurotic species.
0: The Barclays, the Barclayans. Is it yeah, there's that I'm trying to think. There must be a neurotic species. There are ones that are fastidious. There are ones that are cowardly. The, is closest, it Neelix? the closest I it,
1: can think of is that guy that um had the uh had the inhaler.
0: Yes, but that's what I was saying. He was fastidious. He really wasn't neurotic, was he? No. Oh wait, I'm I'm thinking of the the Parisi Squares guy. <laughs>
1: oh, sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> that guy was fastidious. I guess the, the inhaler guy was sort of neurotic. Well, I mean, I um, just
1: needed Jordy to make sure that
0: all the. His... Are Talaxians neurotic or is that just Neelix? I think that's Neelix. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Biederman says A new, st- new segment idea where on the station is Odo in which Andy has to figure out what background object Odo is hiding as in any given scene it's really unsettling uh, and lastly and Mohammed, Mohammed says uh, I remember this episode mainly for the discussion about how much sleep species need <laughs> I'm glad it was covered uh, that's it for the priority one messages. If you will open up the hail bag proper, step out into the corridor.
1: Whoa, that's the wrong door, but we'll work with it. Whoa, it's too many things happening at once, everybody. Captain, we are being hailed. What's happening, Andy?
0: How quark... Uh, oh, it might be something in uh, in the DS9 today sounds. Uh, how Quark makes money using a replicator. Uh, Rob Crouch says, Hey man, Andy. In the episode Babel, Andy mentioned that Quark was essentially selling drinks for free out of his replicator. This always bothered me, too. Why would I pay for a drink at Quark's when I could just go to my quarters and make one there? Is the food free to get people in the bar so they gamble? No way, Quark is... No way. Quark is a Ferengi. Nothing is free. To deal with this, I built some headcanon. In several previous episodes of TNG, the replicator is portrayed as programmable. For example, Captain McCard always orders his tea Earl Grey hot, but that stands to reason... Uh, It stands to reason that there are also options for T. Earl Grey cold, T. Earl Grey warm, and maybe even T. Earl Grey tepid. There are lots of other examples that show that your Replicator experience can be customized. Therefore, I posit that not only temperature or volume can be customized, but recipes can be customized as well. For example, if you order spaghetti from the Replicator, you will get Starfleet standard-issue spaghetti. But if you order Mom's spaghetti, you will get a customized spaghetti experience as long as you programmed it into the Replicator, exactly how Mom used to make it. Quark and other restaurateurs across the galaxy monetize this by having proprietary Replicator programs. When Bozinga says... Quark, this kolian stew, magnificent. I interpret that line as Quark, this mag- this colian stew, magnificent. Uh, travelers put up with this equivalent of a sleazy airport casino, not because they are degenerate gamblers, because they are degenerate gamblers that also appreciate a well-replicated plate of spicy Hasperat. Does hasperot play a big uh, part in DS9? As I remember it being established firmly in TNG, but haven't heard it mentioned yet.
1: Uh the Bajoran thingamajiggy. No. Yeah. Not that I not remember. Blueberries. It's not like pecan pie, if that's what you're asking.
0: Pecan pie. Um then we have a hail if you'll play Phil from Tampa. Oh. I tried, to, I tried to mention that there would be some things coming up, but I guess I was too subtle. When did
1: you try to mention that? I didn't hear it. Here, You're too subtle. I'll read this, You're so subtle. I'll read
0: this. I know. It's what everyone accuses me of. I'll read this other hail in the
5: meantime. You don't have you to. already your, have it. Hi, Matt Annie. This is Phil from uh, Tampa. I was calling because I wanted to mention something about Babel and Deep Space Nine, but as I was going to call you, uh, I got a first-hand experience of the man himself and his school of specific acting on an episode of The Office. Uh, there's an episode where there's a fundraiser and Andy himself plays a, a dog volunteer. Uh, unfortunately, I think you had under five lines, Andy, so I don't know how well that worked out, but the ability I'm sure. was a on your face Phil. to calmly pet a dog and stand next to James Spader while holding a dog. I mean, if that is the type of bang for my buck that I can get at the Andrew of School of Specific Acting. I am 100% there. Can't wait to sign up. Let me know who to write the check to. Uh, the real reason why I was calling was because during the second half of 2020, I want to say, when COVID was, you know, really strong and uh, Babel was on TV on BBC America and I believe, if I remember correctly, they had a uh, trigger warning ahead of the episode, you know, letting everyone know that There was going to be a uh, show about a virus, and you know, we were talking about that a little bit in the episode, so I just wanted to share. Uh, Anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great one.
0: Bye. That was obviously self-serving, but uh, I was very—I found that so interesting looking back to even just a couple of years ago that they put a trigger warning on the episode, and now we're all like, yeah, yeah, whatever, we all might die, whatever. Nobody cares about COVID anymore. I agree. Nobody's traumatized, even though it's ever-present. We beat it. (laughs) Hooray! Good job, everybody. (laughs) Our diligence paid off.
1: (laughs) So glad some of us got vaccinated.
0: We're definitely, as, as a species, heading towards the utopia that Star Trek promised. Um... So this is from Matt Johnson. Uh, Hey, Matt and Andy. Or hey, Matt. Hey, Andy. Uh, So glad both of you are enjoying DS9 so far. I really enjoyed hearing your discussions on it. I remember loving TNG as a kid, but when DS9 came out, I couldn't get into it until later seasons. However, now as an adult, it's right behind TNG as my favorite Star Trek. Uh, Anyway, I was wondering if either of you recognized Tosk's ship as a redress of Matt Frewer's time ship from the TNG episode, A Matter of Time. This is the first time I've noticed after several watches of both shows. I'm really looking forward to going through the rest of DS9 with y'all, and I bet Andy is going to enjoy the show even more once he, it finds its groove. Lieutenant Matt Johnson.
1: Hmm. Uh, that... I'm always, I'm always into a redress, like, a someone identify the redress. Yeah, me too. Uh...
0: Uh... Good. I don't know. You can go ahead. Uh, that's it for the hails. If you would like to send a hail, please send it to sdtncpod at gmail.com. Please put the title of the episode and subject heading somewhere. Um, you can tweet uh, my co-host at Matt Myra. Uh, or you can Instagram him there. You can Instagram me at Andrew Secunda. Or you can tweet me at Secunda. Uh, and if you'd like to send a vo- as a voice hail, please do so at 816- Track T and C that's it for the hills We did it. Now did we did we do The Devil You Know by Jesus Jones last time? Yes. Alright, well it's either that or I will always love you. So you 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 make the call. Big uh. guy. I didn't
1: make the call I think that the UK and America made the call it's <laughs> like, fair why yeah are you blaming me for this shit <laughs> I will always to- love you it's a I classic it's come on I think it's rude for you to blame me for what we were doing collectively in 1993
0: I don't blame you like, I give you credit I was
1: 10 years old no I was 9 I was, you, when this show aired you were
0: you were probably still uh, contributing no, to the popularity. I had no of power.
1: I had no money.
0: You were probably calling into radio stations and demanding I will always love you. I mean, I didn't have to demand it. It was always playing <laughs> on
1: Magic 106.7. <laughs> uh, did you ever
0: did you ever think about being a radio DJ, Matt? I constantly think about it. I wasn't saying now, but No, no, it no. I think one. about
1: it. I think I think about it.
0: If you own a radio station, uh, reach out to Matt. If you own, it'll you interfere own a dying with our schedule.
1: Medium, bring me on board, to carry it. <laughs> uh,
0: uh As I was saying, as
1: as you were saying, um, are you looking
0: for a different deep cut? What's happening over there?
1: <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was doing. What am I? I will always before? love you. Oh yeah, sure.
0: He's a little, he's a little punchy. Uh number one song in the US this is for Q less February seventh, nineteen ninety-three. Number one as I will always love you, Whitney Houston. It's the same number one in the UK. Number one alternative song, Devil You Know by Jesus Jones. Number one movie National Lampoons Loaded Weapon One. Uh number one TV show. <laughs> Are you a fan? I remember ten? that, I remember that attempt. A- Ten is probably the last age that, that that's going to be a, a hit for you.
1: Sure, that was a that was a rental. Oh, that was definitely a rental at yeah, your West Coast Videos.
0: The um, no one TV show that week. The special Michael Jackson talks to Oprah. I remember that. Wow. Uh, deaths that week. Hollywood producer Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Um, events General Motors sues NBC over faked explosions on a Dateline NBC segment about SUV crashes Janet Reno is appointed appointed the first female attorney general Time magazine cover cyberpunk virtual sex smart drugs and synthetic rock and roll we're really looking forward (laughs) I wonder if that was in reference to Necromancer Neuromancer. Um or something else.
1: What about Billy Idol's um Cyberpunk album? What year was that?
0: I don't know. Did he, uh, did he have one? He, was, it was it very cyberpunk? It was themed? cyberpunk.
1: Um huh. It came out in June of
0: nineteen ninety three. <laughs> He's trying to beat me. I'm just
1: saying. Uh nineteen ninety three.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I know. Well, you I'm had to to say repeating it, too. it. I'm not sure. Sh- I just, wasn't reading it. I was repeating to, what you said. You also said. had
1: to say the name of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the kind of thing I'm waiting for an apology for that I'll never get.
1: The name uh, of the year? Else- <laughs> you had to say the name of the year? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so there is are some uh, elsewhere in Trek jingles. If you could play the long one, this is. these are from John Wedgie. Um, it was very nice enough said he was going for pigs in space vibe
1: um, this is our this week in track correct
0: yeah is elsewhere in track uh, that's what I meant to
1: say but I failed at words <laughs> again <laughs> elsewhere in track let's
6: see what's out there
1: Gig. That's fucking great. <laughs> it's
0: great. Really, really great production, really John. Great. <laughs> really really nice one. work. Elsewhere
7: <laughs> in track.
0: <laughs> I like long the long one. The I'd say go on that one always. Fuck the short <laughs> one, yeah. Um anyway. Uh here's Elsewhere in Track for Q that week's This is an interesting one. That week's TNG was Face of the Enemy, which aired February 8th. Now for Andy's Q continuity question. Q met Vosh just under two years prior to Q-less in season four's Cupid, uh, aired April 22nd, 1991. Q then sat out season five entirely, the only TNG season he missed. He next appeared in season six's True Q, the one where Amanda Rogers learns about her Q powers. Uh, that episode aired October 26, 1992. A little over three months before Q less Here's the crazy part: the TNG episode after "Face of the Enemy" was "Tapestry." It aired February 15, 93, nine days after Q less So after Vosh broke up with him, Q was back to haunting Picard almost immediately. <laughs> as for the as for the timing of Q's appearance in in the uh, in Trek series. Q-less is the earliest outside of TNG. Uh, of course, he was in TNG's first episode and then in hide and Q. Uh Voyager waited until second season, the 18th episode Death Wish, which was about a year and a half after All Good Things. Uh, even Lower Decks saved its Q cameo for the 8th season of its first... Sorry, the 8th episode of its first season, Veritas. By the way, since I failed to mention it at the time, Lursen Bator's appearance in past prologue was their first since the TNG season 5 premiere. They would show up next in TNG's Sevens season 7's Firstborn and then Star Trek Generations. Otherwise I have to let Andy know that on February 9th, uh, DC published issue 44 of its next generation comic. It featured Ensign Rowe on the cover and in a decent day in the life subplot uh, but trigger warning. It opened with a double-page spread of a saucer separation.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I wasn't ready for that.
0: Said <laughs> trigger warning. I think I sent that particular comic amongst a bunch of other stupid row things or wonderful row things, depending on your taste. Um, for uh, for our winner of November, which it just it just became it's, too much. By so the I way, it's we had to...
1: coming around the band again. How are we doing it again? November's (laughs)
0: coming back! (laughs) We never sent that guy his disenterprise. It's it's in
1: my car.
0: In fairness, Matt did bring it by, and I don't remember if I had COVID or what was going on, but uh, I couldn't couldn't do it. It
1: was uh, convenient and then inconvenient, and then I was like, oh boy, this goes back in my trunk. I really... We're going to do it eventually. It's never... Never leaving my car is what I'm saying until, it would actually help until out Andy signs it and, and then it gets mailed to
0: mail you. if you want if you want to hit me and uh, remind me whats who want I'm gonna have to dig through the emails and figure it out uh, anyway, just, go the episode,
1: just go to the first episode of January
0: January what the, uh, last 2020 january 2021 one two and that will be when we did the oh, descender press i got to listen and find it. Oh, that would be be not good. Unlike our listeners, I don't listen to our things twice. Mm, Maybe I should. I think you do. I used to.
1: Uh, Well, you certainly listen to to more hours of the show than I do. I don't even listen while we're recording.
0: (laughs) That much I know. (laughs) You probably listen to more because you have to do edits and and add the stuff. Well, yeah, when I have to go in
1: and... Tweak things. It's a little bit of a kerfuffle. I love that people like, right now are like, they edit? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. The show is, we don't edit the show content. Is we so just confusing. <laughs> as is. splice things they together. They don't bother making it uh, any, uh, any more coherent
0: when they edit. That's weird. <laughs> That's a weird choice. I'm curious how other podcasts do edit. Like, what editor? are they cutting out? My I know, but uh, I
1: story and edit. Kate, yeah, both listen, make notes, uh-huh. and they both give their notes to the editor. Wow! And they're t- they're cutting out ums and ahs. Wow! And I'm sure their show sounds like a thousand times more polished than us.
0: God, they must sound like geniuses. I think they must most sound like the best broadcasters alive. Do
1: most podcasts? I think do. The bare minimum, which is what Dory and Kate do. We do so much less than the bare minimum it's not even
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the price is that we have now have a, a permanent historical record of our sloppiness and uh oh, ineloquence. God.
1: I've got I've 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 got fifteen years of podcasts available to just hear hear what I would describe as no growth as a person or a podcaster.
0: Were none of them edited? Was Excellent Adventure edited? No, no, that would be you. So
1: no, the only podcast I ever did that was like edited was uh, the one I did for Wired, and that was just because I did it.
0: Yeah, you wanted us. You want. You cared more about seeming good to the wired crowd. Well, it was also than like us, your family.
1: Th- it had to be like a thirty-minute show. So I was like, okay, I'll figure it. Oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Now that makes sense. And then, like, and our show is a thirty-minute show, right?
1: Episode, like, I interviewed Monica Lewinsky on it once about cyberbullying. Oh, that one. That was our. That was the most editing I've ever had to do. Oh, huh. but it was like again. It was things like ahs and ums and such.
0: Uh huh
1: anytime an ah uh or an um and then I was like "Well, I'm in here I might as well take my ahs and ums out too <laughs> yeah uh, man I would um, love that well uh, that does it for this section of the show what's next do we just start yeah oh wow alright I'm gonna go watch it I'll be right back okay everybody Matt would you have them watch this episode uh, I think I was right earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
0: you. I don't remember what you said.
1: <laughs> I said it's not. It's not a good. Not a great Q episode. Not a great Q episode. Yeah. And uh, I I stand by that. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not entirely sure what the plot is. I think that's the that's the key issue. Like I have no idea. Like what's actually what. I mean, it seems like there is no plot. There's no lesson to be learned. There's no nothing. Nothing. And 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 the shenanigans or hijinks of Q aren't even that enjoyable.
0: Um Okay.
1: Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys later. Whoa. Disengage.
0: <laughs> no. I refuse to disengage. <laughs> um well, let's get into it. Why, why do I gotta spout it all at once? Let's slowly drag it out over an hour and a half. I'm
8: fighting the toughest battle of my life.
0: Looking around, hoping to spot a friendly
8: face, only to discover my colleagues were gone. I was alone. I admit, for a moment there, I considered giving up. I could feel the seconds ticking away, panic building up inside of me. I knew my only chance was to trust my instincts, so I closed my eyes. I took a deep breath, and just like that, it came to me. The answer I was looking for a pericardial membrane! Oh! I looked down and punched the answer into my computer terminal just as the buzzer sounded ending the exam, and that, I suppose, is the stuff salutatorians are made of.
9: Salutatorian?
8: Well, I mistook a preganglionic fiber. For a post ganglionic nerve during the orals, or I would have been valedictorian? It's a trick question.
2: Fascinating?
8: Not nearly as fascinating
1: as when I. And
3: Dr. Bashir, Chief O'Brien, report to Landing Pad 5.
1: So,
0: you're warming up to anyone? Yeah, I think that this lady that uh, that Bashir is hitting on seems like she has promise as a character. <laughs> and, um, uh, I will say... I
1: see what you did there. A... You... Yeah, it was a misdirection. <laughs> That's comedy.
0: Uh, I will say that the show seems to be clear in its intention as time goes on that they are presenting Bashir as a doofus that he's supposed to be a self-centered, entitled, weird, you know, um, uh, dope (laughs) that thinks his goofiness is charming, um, and we're not supposed to be necessarily on his side and think, like, you know, he's, you know, whatever, so I guess that, that certainly cuts him more slack, um... I think where it is a little confusing is the lady, even though she calls him out on the valedictorian thing, she seems to be charmed by him. And I don't know if that's just because he's handsome.
1: Have you heard him talk?
0: It's I just the accent? To... It's
1: the accent. It's the it's the, the dark eyes. The
0: I think this is where... It, complexion. This is where it makes him a little bit confusing is... If the show was presenting him as a person that everyone was kind of annoyed by and rolling their eyes at and like, "Will you just shut up, then uh, I think I would be... I would say so far they are. I don't think that's true. I don't think this lady is. I think even when Dax was kind of saying no to him, it seemed like it wasn't clear whether Dax was kind of just like, well, there are things you should know about Trills before we hook up. I do find you charming. If that was the subtext. Um, I was just
1: saying I think that Chief O'Brien Kira shuts him down Chief O'Brien is
0: the audience but even Chief Chief O'Brien but even Chief O'Brien in this scene is definitely giving some Chief O'Brien looks but he's not like Jesus Christ this fucking guy he's like okay and then it works on this I gotta say odd looking Bajoran you know me and Bajorans I'm not into this Bajoran (laughs) would you
1: is it you don't like the eyebrows is that the problem
0: <laughs> i think it's the, like the ridge the ridges into the eyebrows don't uh, don't work for me
1: it's almost like a uni ridge
0: yeah again we don't know if that's the actor or the makeup time. so we might want to tread lightly sorry can you go back i want to hear what they say <laughs> bad timing
9: There'll be another time. Mm
8: -hmm. Starfleet medical
0: finals gets them every time. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. The look is there. I will also say one other thing. Uh, Is that lady like one of Quark's kind of whatever they are, geishas?
1: A Dabo girl?
0: Yeah, is she a Dabo girl?
1: Think so?
0: Are Dabo girls basically geishas? I don't really know what a geisha does. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not using the, the it, when it leans into the 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 prostitution sort of side of it, and it's more just like the geisha side of it. That's like, you know, they they tend to you, uh, and I they of, I they of, give you I drinks, and they pay attention to you.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're just they're like uh, gambling
0: hostesses. But we don't know if this lady is one of them.
1: No, I don't believe she is. Yeah. Um. Anyway. But if she was, what's the difference?
0: <laughs> well, the difference oh, is... Oh, then
1: she'd be placating to him. Exactly. I see. Yeah, but they were not at Quark's. They were in the replimat. All
0: right. Well, we don't yeah. know if she's off-duty. <laughs> the she if she to was off-duty, then she's she is charmed by him. And yeah. she's still working? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, <laughs> maybe they started in Quark's... Uh, hear me out. They started in Quark's bar... He's like, uh, "Hey, uh, keep this, keep this guy on the hook," and then he's like, "Hey, why don't we go to the replimat?" <laughs> She's still on the about made
2: it back through the wormhole. By the time they docked, power levels were near zero.
4: There's not even enough juice left in the ship to release the
3: servos. Life support's down. Oxygen levels have dropped dangerously low.
2: Have to burn it through.
3: Forget it, Major. The hatch is made of uranium composite. It'll take you an hour to get through it. We don't have that much time. That's odd.
8: How many passengers did you say were on board the Ganges? Two. I'm
4: reading three. We need to get power to the hatch servos. Major, hand me the EPI capacitor. There, middle shelf. Uh.
1: <laughs> Try it now. I like it. It's like a cool little battery.
0: I like it too. And it really shows what a you know how competent O'Brien is
1: what a good charger he is X.
0: and I'm how dumb Kira see. is <laughs> there's a real wharf move there Vash that's right M- Miles O'Brien from the Enterprise I apparently have a better me- ne- memory for faces than you do and what
4: are you doing on the Ganges
1: do you is have face really blindness
0: Vash um,
1: I like the chief remembers everybody yeah uh, and then we
0: have Q and then I go well what's this all about and so is Q the third? Oh, wait. They know about two people in there, and then they say, but there's a third one. And is the third person Bosch. Q? The third person it's is Vosh. Okay. Yeah. He says Vash. I say Vash. And then she said, everybody else says Vosh.
9: Will I live?
8: You're fine. In fact, you're in remarkable shape
9: thank you doctor I try
8: well I, I, I mean you've uh, <clears throat> managed quite well considering you've been out of contact with civilization for over two years
9: I'd hardly call the gamma quadrant uncivilized some of the cultures I've encountered have histories dating back millions of years
8: really I'd love to hear about them I mean we have no idea what's beyond the wormhole
9: well maybe I'll write a book
8: well, it shouldn't be a best sell around here. I, well, um, no sign of disease or malnutrition or parasitic infections.
9: You sound disappointed.
1: I am. I think Bashir's hornier than Paris. Without question. <laughs> Bashir's the horniest character yet. Uh, I feel like,
0: uh, like Paris, at, it at at seems least, like. At least
1: Riker can do his job. <laughs>
0: I think Paris Paris almost seems like he's just trying to like tick things off of a of a schedule he has to like well first we gotta get to the Delaney sisters and then we gotta do this. Like this guy is unstoppable.
1: I'd like to see, like, to see like a like a like a road trip movie. With Bashir Riker in Paris, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that would be bad. A teen sex
0: comedy, like our sh- goal
1: is to get laid before we have to go back to our ships. <laughs>
0: I love this idea. I think let's write it up. Let's no, do don't. it as a podcast. Let's sell it. Um, this is the other thing. Like you can say as you go back and forth on this, uh, and I think there is some slack to be given of like, well, and you know, this was the time. This is a long time ago. Etc. Etc. I don't think it was ever okay for a doctor to finish an exam and then immediately give the patient a full court press. It feels like that was always pretty uncool. That was what Salar used to do
1: all the time on the Enterprise, but we never you know saw
0: what? it. I'm sure she did in a logical way. She gave them a she gave them a good des- description of why it was logical that they be together. It was not a you know
3: sense a human alone in the Gamma Quadrant for two years. Let's check her background, see what we can find out about her.
2: She claims to be an archaeologist.
3: That's a good place to start.
1: Um, yeah, so that, I mean, I don't understand,
0: I don't know. I don't really know what this episode is telling us. It's telling us, uh, Vosh and Q, uh, are friends, and, uh, and let's watch them for a while. That's the theme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, she went to the Gamma Quadrant and did what yeah. she does in the Alpha Quadrant. You know, she went on now, theological I digs and such, and then is now trying to sell her wares, which is like, okay, that's what she was doing before.
0: I should have refreshed um, on how it ended, but it was, was it just Q at the end of the Picard one was like but I can show you so many different things and she was just like eh, actually seems kind of cool and then they just left and that was it
1: yeah yeah pretty much
0: but yeah well then your point is valid which is just like alright so she went the gamma quadrant and then <laughs> and now she's here <laughs> now she's using the uh, do Do we ever even find call? out what this thing We we find out it's, what it's, it's doing a, it's a life form that's all Oh right, it turns into a it turns into an encounter and far point thing at the end. Which that's another odd thing. Encounter Far Point has Wait, some... I don't
1: remember that in Farpoint?
0: Isn't there something where the, the, the creature beca- the living thing becomes the that was the thing that was do- doing damage? Isn't that the end of Encounter and Far Point? I know that's also the end of thinking, Tin Man. You're
1: thinking, you're thinking of uh the one with Leah Brahms and Jordy in the hologram. The baby that, like, attached itself to the
0: Enterprise. Uh, yes. I think Encounter at Farpoint has creatures that they have to... Isn't it? What's the end of Encounter at Farpoint? Uh,
1: Q's Trial.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: alright. I mean, look, it's been five years since we watched it, so...
9: To it first, but its molecular density and refraction index is much higher.
1: Remarkable.
7: End <clears throat> inventory.
4: Please enter an access code.
9: I'll be back tomorrow to pick everything up. I've booked passage on the Molsrech transport.
3: You're not leaving us so soon, are
9: you? I'm afraid so.
1: <laughs> you know what I thought was weird? Everyone carries her bag.
0: Yeah, they're all it just like
1: everyone. Like it just gets tossed to everyone, but the. <laughs> <laughs> but her, like O'Brien takes it. And then, like, it's just very funny. The Daystrom
3: Institute will be very disappointed.
9: The Daystrom Institute?
3: The scientists are anxious to hear about life in the Gamma Quadrant. Every place you've been, everything you've seen, no matter how insignificant, could prove to be important, including how you got there.
9: Sorry, Commander, but that's a
1: personal, personal matter.
10: matter. I didn't
1: notice that till just now by the way, that the guy that was talking to Quark right there was the guy that just did the inventory with the other Bajoran.
0: What does that point to? I'm sorry.
1: He's tipping off Quark to the fact that she just put a bunch of valuable stuff in there.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, he does seem to... Because I was like,
1: I was confused about how Quark was like, like, on board with, like, immediately was like, hey, let's auction this stuff off.
0: I concur with you. I kind of, I I sort of did the Inferred that it's just like I assume Cork was tipped off. Yeah, uh, FYI, I was just us. I was just peeking at Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, it has uh, one of these. Uh, the The creature was below the station the whole time, thing. And I think that was part of Q's test, which really always seemed like a little bit of a a vague connection. But I know that uh, well, it was Q, too, Q it was, was added later, s- right? Yeah, slammed together. So right. But, I told you um, he suspended my So it's odd that they end this one also with a, it's a maybe Q's specific interest is in creatures that don't seem like an entity, and then is he just going around trying to save creatures that are trapped in other forms and make sure that the humans don't he, mess them up?
1: He's book, you know. Yeah, is like, he book? Save, saving those space worms.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
9: I think I'd like that.
1: Fine, I'll take care of it. Just gotta go find someone else to grab that bag.
4: I don't understand it, Commander. I can't find anything wrong with
3: her. This ship is completely functional. It didn't look that way this morning.
4: Oh, don't get me wrong. The power reserves are empty, the inertial damping fields are barely operational, and the warp drive containment fields on the verge of collapse. But? But there's nothing wrong with any of them. Once we put power back into her, she should be fully operational.
3: Did you check the central power linkages?
4: Yes, sir. Around level one diagnostic. Everything checks out. I can't explain it. It's like something tapped into the ship's systems and drained them dry.
0: He <laughs> kind shoots uh, O'Brien the stink guy there.
3: Tell me, Chief, how well do you know this woman, Vash? Hardly at all. Only met
4: her that one time. She was aboard the Enterprise.
3: What was she doing there?
4: Well, sir, Vash and Captain Picard were friends. Close friends, if you follow my meaning.
0: <laughs> I'm really the leaving much zone, to chance.
4: Chief, Chief the bone zone?
10: <laughs> <laughs> Seems they Strike met her right, sir, a few years back. I figure she
4: must be a special woman being friends with the captain and all. Somehow she doesn't seem to be as tight. The captain likes a good challenge, sir.
0: What is uh? What is Cisco basing that on? You know, that time that he had tea
1: with Picard.
0: It's like he and, had one and... angry conversation with him and one conversation where they kind of made up. And that's about his experience with Captain Picard.
1: Yeah. But also, you know, he's been to briefings. I like feel like that's... The, like that uh, Q briefing he went to, that was a good time.
0: I feel like it's a little bit of a slam on Captain Picard. I think he's basically saying, like, what? She went out with Picard? I guess he, he might be saying the reverse.
1: I think he is.
0: Yeah, like she's not good enough for Picard. Is Sisko in love not with Picard? She's not
1: good enough, but
0: she's not um, dressed like
1: a Victorian, um, you know.
0: I guess like this is what I'm saying, but neither is Picard. I have to type...
4: Scale of gravitational disturbances. How did you know?
2: That's exactly what happened when we lost power in the Ganges.
1: Oh my See, God! They might lose power.
0: Seems like a weird act ender. <laughs> oh no! There's
1: <laughs> the next scene. Look what's happening. O'Brien's got her bag now.
0: That's true. It's
1: anarchy. I've never seen a bag get more prop usage than this bag in this show.
0: Um, then
1: with Q, it keeps going
0: on and off of her. It's also interesting that she has that much faith for somebody else to hold her bag when it's got. I mean, I guess she already it's put them. Got in nothing a, in it now. Yeah, but yeah, even they were doing it before.
9: Sleeping in tents. To me, any bed will be a luxury.
4: You've obviously never slept in a Cardassian mattress. <laughs> If you need anything, just ask the computer.
9: Thanks, Chief. Oh, by the way, how's Jean-Luc?
4: With the captain? Mm -hmm. The last time I saw him, he was fine.
0: Well,
9: now that I'm back, I'll have to look him up.
0: (laughs) I always thought your relationship was weird. He can't love
1: anyone. You know that, right?
0: (laughs) You know he doesn't know what sex is, right?
1: You know he has trauma from his childhood that we'll explore 30 years later. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, there's just a couple of things I wanted to touch on before we go first of all, I love the 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 casual dropping of the daystrom institute um and uh also I don't know where when this happens if this happens as soon as as O'Brien is saying uh what's wrong with the shuttle but uh Cisco's like suggested well have you tried to do this have you tried to do that everybody always second guesses O'Brien and O'Brien always seems to know more than everybody else and yet everybody's like well have you tried to do this obvious thing so I have that issue I mean issue. you
1: know it's, it's uh
0: I guess it made more sense to me when it was like Data and Geordi bouncing stuff back and forth and that kind of thing or even even the captain seemed to be very well informed Whereas it always seems like O'Brien knows more. And also, there's an increasing pattern of them going, did you try to do this? And him going, yeah, I tried to do that. Maybe Um, they're just all proxies for the audience who
1: is at home asking those very same questions.
0: Why didn't you do that? Um, The other thing is, uh, he said he was going to, maybe I don't understand, I'm sure there's some specific... He said he was going to run a level one diagnostic. Why would anybody ever run a level one diagnostic? Why wouldn't you just go right for three? Or does they do different things?
1: We've had this discussion before and I've forgotten. Is the higher (laughs) number the more in-depth... Diagnostic or is the lower number the more in depth diagnostic? <laughs> oh
0: maybe this Remember this mind. discussion? <laughs> I do remember this discussion. <laughs> I, I mean I don't remember the just dis- I it certainly seems plausible that it's a question that Andrew of would have asked before. <laughs> um Anyway, if only there was a hail. What is the eye? What is the look? I don't trust this lady? Yeah, she's up to something.
1: Uh-huh. but what and the answer to that is seemingly nothing I mean, ultimately nothing she's up to nothing
0: right she is up to nothing right? <laughs>
1: like ultimately she's not she's not like holding that creature against her will she just didn't know it was a creature or, right or a being uh, there's a, there's an so implication
0: that some of these things are illegal or they're gonna cause trouble and they don't right I mean other than so, the, the gem
1: so it really is like
0: there's nothing she's doing nothing wrong and even in this moment, she's looking at this weird sculpture and it seems like she's going to do something with it. She sort of touches it and then that's it.
1: It's just a bit of space work. Jean-Luc, that
7: self-righteous do-gooder. I should have
9: listened to him when he warned me about you. You're hurt, you
7: strike back, I understand. But be of good cheer, I bring you wonderful news. I'm back. And I can see now it was cruel of me to leave you.
9: Very touching, but you didn't leave me,
7: I left you. You left me, I left you? Details, mere details. The important thing is we're back together again, a team. Joined together at the hip. Not a chance. You know you're gonna miss me. Don't flatter yourself. The bag. You know, I thought we'd first visit the Teleris Cluster, look in on the star dancers at Mundella. Or maybe head over to the Latar Nebula and view the San relic on Horik IV.
9: Not interested. I
7: know. Vadris Three, Charming little world. The natives think they're the only intelligent life in the universe.
0: No! Um, so you were saying, like, you didn't think there were qu- good Qubits. I feel like there are good Qubits, and I feel like the bag is a perfect, annoying, simple Qubit for just, like, to unpack someone's bag after they've or to, re- to repack someone's bag after they've unpacked it. I feel like is a great annoying tiny thing for him to be doing.
1: I mean, it's also like unclear like what is Q after here?
0: Is he just like... Well, that is more of the sword problem. Yes. Uh, th- it's not clear like, what he's doing, why he's interested. He should
1: say it. They should say it like in the show. Like if he's like bored or if he's like romantically has feelings for her or something, like...
0: Well that's the other odd thing is he's he's sort of I don't know if he'd go so far as lascivious, but he's sort of flirtatious and suggestive at a couple of points with her, but nowhere near as much as he is with like putting himself in bed with Picard and stuff like that. And even I mean, he was super creepy mm-hmm. with the with Amanda what's her name, the other Q um getting in her face. But it also seems like in the Susie Plaxson episode, which, granted, was after this, mm-hmm. it sort of implies that Qs don't really have any interest other than ego in sex or relationships. So I assume it's just ego. But even that, with Picard, it feels like Picard's depth as a person is sort of what intrigues him. And they're not really implying any depth with Vash. I'm going to say Vash, because both Cisco and O'Brien say Vash, and it's more comfortable for me. Um,
1: (laughs) Say whatever you need to say. It's okay.
0: (laughs) I don't want to call her by her name. Um, Call Vash by her name, my favorite movie. Um, So, yeah, I agree with you, bottom line. It's just sort of like, it is very unclear other than he, rege- she rejected him and he's just kind of like can't take it and so he just keeps hanging around well that's also him.
1: something that would be good in
0: dialogue him just saying I just can't get over it I was, I was almost like, I... on a good cue impression right there and then I fell, it fell apart at the end no no, no 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 you threw it away
1: very quickly <laughs> um yeah alright you choose then
9: I choose never to go anywhere with you again, Q.
7: You don't know what you're missing. When we started this little partnership, I promised to take you places no human had ever seen before.
9: And you have. It was wonderful. Thank you. Now, goodbye.
7: Two years in the Gamma Quadrant hardly qualifies as a grand tour of the universe. There's still the Delta Quadrant to explore, not to mention all the other galaxies. It's over, Q. I want you out of my life.
9: You are arrogant, you're overbearing, and you think you know everything.
0: But I do know everything.
7: That makes it even worse. That's funny. All right, fine. What is it you really want?
9: I want the life I had before I met
7: you. <laughs> and a stellar life indeed. The eminent Vash, barred from the Royal Museum of Epsilon Hydra 7. Persona non grata on Beta Z. Wanted dead on Mirrodin for stealing the crown of the first mother.
9: Dead or alive?
7: Okay. Preferably dead. It's a wonder you haven't offended every sentient race in the galaxy.
9: You're the one who almost got me killed on Arakang 7. And they weren't exactly thrilled to see you on Brax either. What did they call you? The God of Lies?
7: They meant it affectionately. Come in. So much implied backstory. Go away.
9: Q, bring him back.
7: (laughs) What? business could you possibly have with that disgusting little troll?
9: I don't know. You didn't give him time to tell me. Now bring him back this instant.
0: All right. Uh, Okay, before we get into Quark. So many, so many implied stories. First of all, I want to know just as a side story, like, what did this lady do on Beta Z? Didn't they just spot that she was a con artist from the second she stepped down? Or are they all like Troy and they don't really... They don't really have any capacity to mm. read people's minds. Good question um, Good question that's question number one uh question number two it's not really a question it's just sort of thought when she she says I wish I you know I wish you had never been part of my life I was like come on Q this is Q101 show her what her life would be like if she had never met him um well he does that later does he? Yeah, when... In this episode?
1: Remember when you got bit by that bug and then, like, makes her...
0: Oh, I guess, yeah, with the with the virus thing, yeah. Yeah. That's some, not a... I would say... That's not a fun so- version.
1: I see. Okay, you want it be, to be more like A Christmas Carol.
0: I mean, I don't want it to be anything. I just, I just... It seems like a bunch of throwaways. Everything is a throwaway in this episode.
1: Even the episode itself. That's the beauty of it.
0: Um Alright, continue
6: Items Uh, Items that uh, might perhaps Turn a tidy profit
9: I'm listening For a
6: percentage I might be able to arrange A buyer for your Trinkets Perhaps an auction
9: I'll only accept payment in gold press Latinum
6: I'll shower you in it. 50-50.
9: Mr. Quark, I believe you're trying to take advantage of me.
6: <laughs> Some wine? Uh, 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 uh. You have a talent for marks.
9: So I've been told.
6: I'll not be distracted by your feminine wiles. I demand 40%. All right, 30.
9: What magnificent cartilage.
6: 22 and don't stop.
0: You've got a deal. She could have got him down to 18. (laughs) I mean, I like that she kind of manipulates him, but Uh the fact that she's kind of just into money makes her sort of less interesting, doesn't it?
1: I mean I, I never have thought she was a particularly interesting character anyway but on top of you know along with what you're saying I think that um, she does love archaeology
0: does she? I mean this yeah. is I guess what the thing is is like that's the that's why Indiana Jones is a, a, a fascinating or you know such a a compelling character as he's basically a, you know an adventurer who loves adventure but the thing that drives it underneath is this kind of bookish kind of scholastic obsession with archaeology and that's kind of what they play with uh, Picard um, here she seems to be like yeah I got the things I just want as much money as I can get for them yeah but so like seems she like enjoys she's...
1: the hunt you know what I mean
0: yeah, the hunt. I guess it's the hunt. All right. Anyway, the... Enter.
1: Aren't
7: we the Anywhere hub of activity? There. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, the back and forth between her and Quark is fun. Sure. Not interested.
8: I'm sorry. Am I interrupting anything?
9: No. Come in, Doctor.
8: Thank you. And please, call me Julian.
9: Julian, is this medical business?
8: Well, to tell the truth, I tried to come up with some official reason for dropping by. But your excellent health has robbed me of any excuses.
9: Well, I didn't seem to stop you.
8: So, I thought I'd contribute to your good health by buying you dinner. Quarks makes a delicious couscous, and the company, I hope, might be mildly entertaining.
9: Sounds like fun. Uh, though, I would like to uh, freshen up first. Could I meet you there and say 20 minutes or so?
8: Those 20 minutes will seem like an eternity.
0: I wonder why they had him pop over his shoulder. Because he was clearly, like, trying to make fun of Julian. Why not have him pop mm-hmm. over his shoulder when Julian's talking as opposed to when Vash is talking? Mm. That's how Secunda would have directed
1: it. Good comedic change. Thank you. You're making a terrible
7: mistake. Why? Oh, the replicators haven't malfunctioned again. I'm talking about Vash. Stay away from her. My God, you're an impertinent waiter. I'm a friend. I'm giving you friendly advice. She's nothing but trouble.
8: Really? Well, I don't see that it's any of your business who I see. In fact, I'm having dinner with her now. Are you
7: sure you're up to it? You look tired. I feel fine. No, 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 you look very, very tired.
8: Oh. 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 funny i i do feel a bit um a bit spent maybe i should uh, maybe i should go lie down for a, for a, for a
7: minute oh. hopefully by yourself for a change
1: now in this moment mm, q knows q knows he gets down a lot so that's why he says by yourself for a change
0: Yeah, he's calling him a fuckboy. Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) An OI, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, I like it. He's sort of like, ah, screw you. And he sort of makes him fall asleep. That's another fun Q bit Um, for like two days. That's a funny reveal at the end. Uh, Here's a weird moment where he says that to himself. Like, maybe for yourself for a change. And he walks away. And then and then O'Brien's like, it's Q, the person who recognizes everybody. How is Q not know that O'Brien has just recognized him? I guess you could argue, well, he doesn't care. But this scene is played in a way as though it's very important. It's just a weird um, moment.
1: Which what, what part is important?
0: That he spotted Q, the music tells I mean, us. It, it, I see.
1: I thought it was important that Julian Bashir is going to sleep so we don't have to see him for the rest of the episode.
0: I think that is certainly true plot-wise. I guess I'm, mostly I was just like, it's weird to set up a scene where someone spots Q and Q doesn't know that they spotted him. Unless it's implying, contrary to Odo that Q really can't see everywhere. He has to be looking at something or thinking about it. We've <laughs> got problems.
3: <laughs> I just saw Q on the promenade. Q here. What's Q? A powerful and extremely unpredictable entity. I was at a Starfleet briefing on him two years ago. <sighs> I
4: Master like that. Is what, he is.
2: what does he want with us?
3: Whatever it is, you can be
4: sure we won't like it. You might ask Vash
2: Why Vash?
4: They know each other
0: From the Enterprise
4: I believe they actually met In Sherwood Forest
0: um, I love that Because that is one of the few times Outside of when they're cramming in There was another Enterprise Like when they're doing one of those things but it's just a casual thing of like, hey, I went to a conference on that. <laughs> I love that. That really is nice world building. So like, of course, you would you would have heard about like, okay, here's a rundown of all the the fucking nutso things all the all the ships have run into. First, there's this omnipotent guy named Q. <laughs> Ooh, another uh, thought. Go ahead.
1: This whole Sherwood Forest thing. The way he says it, it makes me think that, like, the rest of the crew of the Enterprise was also in Sherwood Forest.
0: Well, this is... But
1: like, but, like, we're on their own other adventures <laughs> while the senior staff was doing their thing.
0: I mean, that's... Somebody get on that beta cannon. That's fantastic. Um, uh, I love that. I also, frankly, that would address my other question, which is, how does O'Brien... Know everything that went down with Vosh? Like Picard wouldn't have told anybody, would he? Have he's a he's a he's a department head.
1: Also, yeah. he handles the beaming in and out of these people.
0: How you did know he know and that?
1: And Picard, they get beamed aboard. He doesn't. Yeah, but how out.
0: did he know that they got down?
1: Chief O'Brien knows. Come on,
0: <laughs> just just basically on the the general concept of you don't go to space and not.
2: Oh, yeah. Sensors <laughs> Cent. are reading a massive graviton buildup.
1: How long
3: will it take to bring us back up to full
1: power? So there's like this other subplot here. I'm not sure what the A plot is, by the way. Uh, yeah,
0: I guess mean, it's just Q.
1: Because there's this other plot here where it's like we keep losing power um, and it's
0: dangerous and we don't know why. Right. And that's funny that, that that a lot of that is, especially that act ender where it's like, this was the same thing that happened to me. It's like, oh, are we in danger? No, not right now. But at some point, we might be. You know, it's all like uh, kicking it to the Herosity. future.
9: If you want it, you're going to have to be a lot more foolish than that.
0: All right, 30. Now give it to me.
9: Bidding starts at 200 bars of gold latinum.
6: I can't decide what's more intoxicating this in wine or your negotiating skills we need to talk We're the lady talking. and i are having a private conversation it can
3: wait
9: tell me commander where is that doctor of yours he was supposed to meet me here a half an hour ago
7: tell me about q i'll tell you anything you want to know commander just answer one question. Is Starfleet penalizing you, or did you actually request such a
1: dismal command?
0: That's an act-ender, uh, huh?
1: Yeah. I also like that he uh still has the captain's pips and then changes into the DS9
0: uniform. <laughs> what rank does he give himself? His captain. captain's He's always captain. Yeah. So he ranks uh I want you off this station.
7: Don't be hasty, my happy-go-lucky friend. This dreary little gulag could use a little color, some excitement, and who better to provide that than moi? Although I must admit, I I like your new tailor.
3: I'm not impressed by your parlor
7: tricks. These power outages are going to stop right now. Why, tell me. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Go ahead. Blame Q if it makes you feel any better. I suppose it's my fate to be the galaxy's whipping boy. Oh, heavy is the burden of being me. If you're looking for sympathy, you've come to the wrong place. Actually, what I was hoping for was a little witty repartee. But I can see I'm not going to get any of that either. At least your beloved Jean-Luc knew how to turn a phrase.
9: Take a hint, Q. No one
7: wants you around. Really, Vosh, this playing hard to get is growing tedious. Let's not forget that I'm the Q and you the lowly human. I'll decide when this partnership is over. Understand? Why don't you and I continue this discussion in private? Excellent idea. You're right. This is an excellent idea. Cisco to us. All gone. I like that bit.
3: <laughs> Bring them back. Huh?
0: <laughs> and I love this next bit. Now!
7: what? You'll thrash me. Shall we settle this mano a mano? Marcus of Queensberry rules! What?
0: This is fantastic! This is a fantastic, is a fantastic ...the manly art of
7: self-defense! Come on! Isn't this all wonderfully barbaric? Come on, take a poke at me. I know that's what you really want to do. Come on! I'll wager five bars of lagnum on Cisco. You're on. Fight back! This is supposed to be
10: brutal!
0: You can pay me out of your profits from the auction. So that is, first of all, very good job, Star Trek. Uh, you wrote, you wrote a funny, you wrote a funny bit. It could have just been obvious boxing. It made him an old, old-fashioned pugilist, which is like three times funnier. Uh, great performance by Delancey. Uh, good, good uh, straight manning by uh, by Avery Brooks. The only thing is. His look at the end is kind of... I guess he's just sort of over... he It's like he punches him as though it's like, I know I can take him. And it's like, he's omnipotent. He could zip you out of existence at any moment. He could make himself the most powerful sure. boxer that ever existed. Um, So I guess it's just more his look is like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, Whatever the case. The audience's look too, I think. So you did not enjoy this bit?
1: Uh, it's a fine, fine bit. It's a funny line. I'm not Picard, and you know all that stuff. Uh, but again, my 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 whole thing with this episode goes back to plot.
0: I mean, I I, uh, I certainly it's it's it'd be hard to dispute that. Uh, I guess I'm just saying. As I was waiting for the plot to show up, I was enjoying more of the scene to scene bits than I thought I would. I feel like quark is really hitting on all cylinders um in a way that I don't know that I've seen him do consistently yet and uh and I think they're really using q well other than not giving him a clear want. <laughs> I mean, his wants are always a little vague, and I think that's why... it's Part of the weird thing is watching this episode, usually in a Q episode, it's like, but what is he up to? And then they all debate it, and then Picard says something like, you know, it doesn't seem like he's the type that would lie about this. You know, they're all guessing. So that's kind of what this episode is. It's just at the end when it's revealed, it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like that encountered 4 point thing but what is that, what does that have to do with Q or what was he trying to accomplish or So I mean I concur
2: By some kind of focused graviton pulse
0: Every time we've had a power drain
3: it's been followed by an increase in the graviton field If this continues we could wind up with a breach in one of our reactor cores We'd lose half the station
2: Maybe it's time we open negotiations with Q
3: I'm not convinced Q is behind this. Playing with the lights and punching holes in the hull doesn't strike me as his style.
0: Then what is he here for? I don't know.
3: You wanted to see me? Make it
6: quick. I have important business.
4: Yes, I know. You're auctioning off some artifacts from the Gamma Quadrant.
6: You were eavesdropping on my conversation with Fosh. What were you this time? The table? One of the
4: chairs? The wine bottle. When are you going to realize that you have no secrets from me? I
6: have nothing to hide. I'm selling quality merchandise to select clientele. And what makes them so select? They're all ridiculously wealthy.
0: And not too bright.
4: I'll what? never understand this obsession with accumulating material. What?
0: I want to hear the rest of the scene, but what is Odo's issue here? First of all, it's super creepy that he just big brothers anytime he wants to. It's very unsettling that he there's no... There's no, uh, you know, there's no search warrant. There's no nothing. He just fucking hangs out until he overhears you doing something illegal <laughs> or what he perceives to be illegal. And then this is even worse because Quark's right. He didn't do anything wrong as far as I can tell.
1: Yeah, but it seems like a more of like a, hey, you're up to something and I know it. Which, uh-huh. you know, is like. Is he though? Yeah, but that's the thing. Odo is also searching for a plot.
0: Oh, maybe that's... Is is Detective Odo looking for the plot?
1: You're up to something. There's going to be a nice third-act move here. I know it. I know you're up to something,
0: Quark, because if you're not, I don't know what we're doing.
4: (laughs) Wealth. You spend your entire life plotting and scheming to acquire more and more possessions until your living areas are bursting with useless junk. Then you die. Your relatives sell everything and start the cycle all over again.
6: Isn't there anything you desire? I have my work. What more do I need? A suit of the finest Andorn silk, a ring of pure Sorax, <laughs> a complete set of Tanesh pottery.
0: Dinesh Pottery. How
6: about a latinum-plated bucket to sleep in?
0: <laughs> I love it. That that's the thing that gets him. <laughs> <the> <laughs> <laughs> He's like, huh, that well, so would I mean, be nice. That would be so, so, so fancy. I think he he theoretically
1: sli- needs. Huh?
0: The
1: so only thing he theoretically needs is a good bucket.
0: It's true. He'd have the fanciest bucket to sleep in of any whatever the he is
7: well I'm glad to see you've packed I hope you said goodbye to all your new found friends
0: I don't have time for this
7: you've led a charmed life these past I two have to years. I'd find
0: somebody to carry my bag protection
1: I can take care of myself your bag will be hard to carry when you're an old lady watch this <laughs> when you're on your own
0: It's over, Q. My beautiful face, Picard will never want me now. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. That's some—that's uh, some acting right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's she's uh, she it's missed really... the ender's second school specific acting aging elective.
1: Oh, she she actually did attend, but she attended the one for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal that you held.
0: I see. She yeah. attended the one for. What was it, Man for All Seasons? What was the. Uh, <laughs> is that the TNG episode? Uh,
1: that was the Badmiral.
0: Bad Badmiral? Yeah.
1: That was one of the Badmirals. You remember the
0: Badmirals? Should we pitch a Badmiral show?
3: Station Log, Star four six five three one point two. The station's power is continuing to be drained and converted into gravitons. At this rate, our life support systems will fail in 14 hours.
4: Sir, we'll never find the source of the power drain using these bloody Cardassian internal sensors. They're just not sensitive enough.
2: What if we make the power drain easier to detect? If we flood the station with ionized tritium gas, we should be able to trace the particle flow to the source.
4: Tritium? Well, isn't that pretty toxic?
2: only when it's highly concentrated we'd only use a very small amount
3: do it unless we get this under control in the next eight hours we'll begin evacuation procedures
7: still chasing your own tail the cardinal's lackeys would have solved all this techno
1: babble hours ago no wonder you're not commanding a starship it's true by the way <laughs> the enterprise <laughs> would have found the plot hours ago
0: <laughs> it's true <laughs> let it roll, let it roll, let it roll. I want to see the team. Everyone. Uh...
2: Security to ops.
7: Well, aren't we the feisty little go getter? I'd keep my eye on this one. Chances are she's after your job.
4: Why don't you do something constructive for a change? Like torment Cardassians.
7: Do I know you? O'Brien. From the Enterprise. Enterprise? Oh, yes. Weren't you one of the little people? I love this. I, I hear you on here, Benji.
0: Everything you're saying, I certainly say. You know, go back to my original comment, which was this is too early to bring Q in. Nonetheless, every shot hits. <laughs> he's basically calling O'Brien a minor character in that in that bust. Uh, I like that he's sort of implying something about Kira, that maybe Kira wants to wants to. Bump him, you know, and take over the station. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm just enjoying am uh, enjoying watching him queue.
7: What's going on? You don't give <laughs> While you're here conducting futile experiments, Vosh is below, engaged in base commerce and setting Federation ethics back two hundred years. Believe me, gang. She's far more dangerous to you than I.
6: my friend. I don't know which pleases me more, your smiling face or your overflowing purse. Quark, obsequious toad. Your so-called Gamma Quadrant merchandise had better be legitimate or I'll toss you out the nearest airlock. No cause for alarm. Each piece comes complete with a statement of authenticity. From Vash, the Federation's foremost expert on the Gamma Quadrant. In that case, stop
3: sniveling. And give me a synth ale.
0: This is a great throwaway alien performance. And great makeup. And there are tons of fantastic throwaway alien makeup situations in this auction. Like, almost all of them are, like, really great. And it's funny that they have sometimes, you know, aliens that are going to be like, Oh, this is going to be one of our main aliens... And they're shitty. And in here, it's just like, you know, any of these ones are good.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because like you're reacting to this episode a lot like I have reacted to other episodes. Uh. But I just, I'm not like, I don't know, I'm not as charmed by it as I uh, used to be, I guess.
0: I wonder if there is the flip side sort of element of you're evaluating it... In retrospect and saying it never paid off, which is usually the way that I, I that's 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 my I don't know if you say hang up or fixation or just the way I go about watching television. But it's like I'm like, all right, you're promising some good's going to happen. Let you know, I will give you some slack. But if it doesn't if the good doesn't happen, I'm going to be pissed off. And in this case, that certainly was promised. You're 100 percent right. But I was enjoying the play by play, so I was like, alright. like but when it got to the end I it almost I almost forgot that they had promised for something to happen. I right. I agree with you that it like leaves me with a hollow feeling at the end of like, oh I guess, you know we didn't really culminate in something substantial. What were you gonna say? You opened your little no, matte mouth. It, you went oh, like this.
1: Little you're so mean.
0: Your tiny little mouth. <laughs> Get out of here. Maybe so you want...
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to live. I'm just Maybe to your tiny little and...
0: mouth, your tiny little human mouth no, has something no. to say.
1: No, uh, There's just no plot, that's all. I just saying there's no plot, Andy.
6: Of antiquities. I think I'm getting close to
0: a good Q impression.
9: How honest?
6: As honest as you and I. Well,
9: then we better keep a close eye on them. My dear, I've been
6: thinking, what would you say to a permanent partnership? What with your knowledge of the Gamma Quadrant and my business connections, we could make a fortune.
9: Sorry, Quark, but I've slept in my last tent. I'm looking forward to a nice, quiet life back on Earth.
6: You won't last a month. You're like me. You live for excitement, adventure, and profit.
9: Not anymore.
6: Would you care to make a wager? Now I want to remove my
0: one interesting characteristic.
1: Uh, then, you know, more stuff starts happening with the graviton and the ship starts getting pulled. I mean, the ship, the station starts getting pulled towards the uh, wormhole, which is kind of exciting in and of itself. Press platinum. I get 10. 15. 16. Who <laughs> say 17
6: and
4: be the first to own a piece of the gamma quadrant?
0: Ah. This is another thing. Tritium levels throughout the. I'm fairly certain they have a moment... With, first of all, I love those aliens that just have the glittery bags on their heads. The blue bag. It's just like, I don't know, just throw a... Here, this is this is some bags that we had in props. Just throw them on our heads. I love that that's one of the... A couple of the aliens. But also, to your to your ongoing point, I think that there's a shot with some ominous music of them walking by. Like, ooh... How are they going to play into this? It's like, nope. Just a couple people auctioning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not at all. They're not going to play at all. (laughs) Station to reach one part per million.
2: Initiating sensor sweep.
4: We can rule out the docking ring.
2: The tritium gas seems to be draining towards the central core.
4: Where in the central core? Let me see if I can get a more precise reading. not clear enough i can't pinpoint an exact location
2: based on our current trajectory we'll hit the wormhole in 18 minutes
3: what the hell could be pulling us into the wormhole do we have time to transfer auxiliary power to the deflector's chief
4: so there's not enough power left to make any difference if we get sucked into that wormhole we'll be in a billion pieces by the time we reach the gamma quadrant is it, because... to Colos.
0: Is it because they don't have shields, or they would, if DS9 was ever sucked into the wormhole, they would be pulled into a billion pieces?
1: I assumed it was just it's stru- structurally...
0: Not sound for the wormhole.
1: Yeah, integrity-wise, not like... Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Okay.
6: For 36 bars of gold-pressed latinum. That's, that's, that's next we have a dagger studded with some very interesting looking gems think of it as a weapon and an investment bidding will start at 40 40 42 42 45
1: Auction happens, you know, and then uh, bidding happens, and that's exciting. And then Q shows up and also bids, which is also, I guess, exciting.
2: (laughs) Wait a minute. Of course. Bring the reactors back online.
4: Reactors? They'll just feed more energy into the graviton field.
2: If we generate enough energy, it should create a power drain big enough to trace. It might also push us faster into the wormhole a lot faster.
3: It's a chance we've got to take Bring us to full power Mr. The old Bryce.
0: man Everything is right got. Hi sir I like that they gave the ball so much to Dax In this episode I guess there was a lot of room oh, to I feel
1: like she was underutilized Again
0: but uh, I mean she was underutilized in terms of plot Certainly but at least they you're, yeah, you're right. I'm using the plot, wrong terminology so. They didn't give the ball to her but they let her show That she's you know Competent Capable. and skilled a thing there's it's also like thing. no
1: like acknowledgement that this happened by the by K- Q and uh Vash or Vash
7: we found it and it's about, about time too.
6: sorry all transactions like, yes. are final this item belongs to that gentleman over there
2: I'm reading a massive graviton buildup inside this container it's increasing exponentially we have to get it off the station now
3: chief Lock onto my comm badge. Prepare to transport it 500 meters off the docking ring.
2: But I haven't been paid!
3: Energize!
0: Sarah and Avery Brooks exchange uh, exchange a look like oh I guess it was uh, it was it was that plot on the spinning wheel of Star Trek.
1: <laughs> I mean it's just like that happens and then there's no
0: like thing that nothing. turns into a there's sentient nothing. creature. Yeah.
3: Stardate four six five three two point three. With the embryonic life form off the station, Graviton levels have returned to normal we've used the control thrusters to return the station to its original position
6: so you're off to the daystrom institute bet you can hardly wait
3: daystrom. long
6: boring lectures endless conferences whining students dogging your every step sounds delightful of course no you wouldn't be interested in what I hear. They've uncovered the ruins of a Roque provincial capital on Tatarus V. If you could obtain some Roque artifacts.
9: Forget it, Quark. I'm going back to Earth.
7: Have it your way. An abysmal place.
9: Tatarus V?
7: Earth. Oh, don't get me wrong. A thousand years ago it had character. Crusades, Spanish Inquisition, Watergate now it's just mind-numbingly dull
9: well then by all means don't come with me
7: I think you'd be much happier poking about the ruins of Tartarus V.
9: don't need your advice you really think I
7: you know I still feel that I owe you a million bars of gold press latinum
9: keep it just give me back my life
7: You'll regret it if I do.
9: I'm willing to take my chances.
7: All right, if you insist. But it's not going to be the same without you. When I look at a gas nebula, all I see is a cloud of dust. Seeing the universe through your eyes, I was able to experience... wonder. I'm going to miss that.
9: Well, I guess in some ways I'm going to miss you too.
7: Maybe I could... Drop in sometime.
9: Oh, God, I hope not. Hey, Quark. Uh, What's the quickest way to Tatarus 5? <sighs>
1: <sighs> like, they throw Dax there just to have this button.
8: What? Did I miss something?
0: even that seems a little bit like she's not. Like
1: Like that seems like a little bit like she also knows there was no plot in the episode.
0: (laughs) So the answer to that question is no. (laughs) Just a flat no. Um, I like that... uh, I like that little, the little implication, because it at least justifies because I'm like, why is, why is he following her around? And it's sort of like, it kind of actually justifies a little bit of why he's so obsessed with Picard or anybody. Which is it's, it's all like he has this, maybe parasitic is too uh, aggressive a description, but he has this this um, he lives life through them he lives through their perception of the world or the situations they're in and that's why he's so flexible on a moral basis because it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad for them generally speaking it's just uh, it's just a different experience by the way when he makes her um, into the old diseased version of her that felt like that was Q being more far point, a little bit scary. Q in a way that I don't think we've seen since then. I feel like he's always been kind of whimsical since then. Um, so I don't know. I even like that it sort of implies something that hasn't really been clarified about Q. But uh, there is no, there's no disputing your your overall point, which is. What, what when you're writing this episode you're breaking the episode <laughs> at what point are you like but what what, what is this about what's happening Well, I understand that these things happen well, I mean I think I think their
1: goal with the episode was to sort of like have a lot of the audience feel like you did watching the episode which was like oh
0: good to see Q and doing Q things but I think if you have Q in an episode, maybe I'm wrong about this, because there are good Q episodes and bad Q episodes. But don't even in the bad ones, don't they sort of figure out the um, sort of subtextual, you know, motivation for Q in that episode? Generally, sure. And that's, I think, the primary thing that's sort of missing here. And then, as you also point out, it's like, well, the other mystery is the gem that she brings back that turns into an organism. It's not in plot. Does it Do they even ever explain why that was an organism or what the deal no. was? Because I thought there was no. going to be something with no. one of the artifacts and where she got it from and that she got it in an Ill- illegal fashion. They never hold her accountable for any of that. And so that's not an issue. That's why I think... Yeah, nothing interesting about the space-faring
1: embryonic creature that just came out. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what is this about, everybody?
0: So if I'm gonna headcanon this, I think that Q has a fixation on uh, on uh, creatures that, that humans build on or steal or move around. And then he kind of feels obligated to save them. Maybe for the same reason. Maybe he experiences something.
1: He always Humans falls short. Far point. How dare you?
0: Oh, oh! Was it an ancient race? Hmm. Um. Well, whatever. Whoever the creatures are, and maybe that's the thing with Q. Is like maybe the reason he's morally flexible, but he always ends up saving people. Is he wants to experience their emotions in different situations, but he doesn't want to kill them because then the fun is over. And uh, and maybe he's a little less sadistic than other cues in terms of experiencing their emotions through them. Um. Anyway. Uh. Okay. Well, that was
1: that was cueless, which uh, literally took me until to yesterday to figure out. Oh, that's they're doing. Clueless. clueless it's funny that but also why is it the show like I don't understand the title how it goes along with
0: the episode but well never... maybe it goes along with the episode because it's saying it's a it's a it's a Q-less episode in the sense that there's no reason for Q to be there <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no plot there's no real Q plot in this episode this is a Q-less episode well
1: then there you go Strange New World Wrong episode Oh no, wrong what? Cosmos Will it be Strange New wo- Cause Cosmos, all the Cosmos are playing
7: The NBC Will it be Cisco Or Major Kira It could even be A Ferengi So let's hear what Matt and Andy
1: think It's probably O'Brien
0: I mean, it's Dax, right? There's no contest. Yeah,
1: I think Dax is the only one. I have to rename this because it's just called NBC with no indication of what show it's for.
0: Did we get a new one from this episode? Or am I crazy? It was from yesterday. Um, maybe it was a different jingle. Uh, whatever the case, uh, yeah. I like that it was Dax. Yeah. she. And I like that I it's sort of subtle, that it's just like, She's just quietly going, How about this as a solution? And she keeps coming up with the solution. She still comes up with the solution constantly. Usually in in, in certainly in TNG. How many Andes
4: does this episode get?
0: It's everybody batting it around and then they slowly build it. But in this one it's like she has every answer. Um which she should I'd because like she has many generations of people in her.
1: And Andy's still talking about Dax being the MVC in an episode that had no plot.
0: You You know what? You're
1: you're going on and on about it.
0: If it wasn't for Dax, this plotless episode would not have been solved.
1: (laughs) Also, but, like, if it wasn't for Dax, what would have happened? The creature would have turned into a big creature and confused everyone inside the auction room?
0: (laughs) I assume the Graviton, whatever it was, would have caused a lot of damage. They kept talking about it.
1: Yeah, but, like, it doesn't even blow up. It
0: just turns into a creature. Well, I assume that would have caused damage. They certainly are acting like it would have been cr- critical for them to solve it. So, mm. um, how many Andys do you give this Andy? Yeah, good question. I enjoyed it, so I'm not going to give it less than five. But I can't dispute anything that Matt says. Uh, but I really enjoyed the interactions. Um, you know, I wonder if do you think that that. That uh, Patrick Stewart kind of nep- nepotized Hetrick getting this episode. And so they were like, all right, we'll just cram her in there. I mean, she's skilled, but. but I, I don't know. Weren't they going out?
1: Um, yeah, but I don't know what the heck happened for them to do it at DS9. They, uh, that Patrick- they, wanted, to, they, they wanted to do a Vosh episode on
0: DS9, and then they added Q later. Sir Patrick, if uh, I know that you're in the Patreon, so uh, you know, just uh, if you want to, just let us know. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I give it a five point. No, you know what? I'm going to give it a six. I enjoyed the episode.
1: <laughs> Your DS9 ratings are very high, which is fine. If you like it, you like it. This episode, though, for me, it's I got to give it a three because it's really plotless. You know, yep. and I enjoyed the interactions. A lot of the interactions that Andy enjoyed, but I just found the story to be underwhelming and uh, didn't hold my attention.
0: I yeah, uh, I agree with you. My ratings are high. I'm enjoying it. I don't know what's going on. It I might be like my expectations like- were so low because I had such a an initial bad reaction to it. I also well, think it's a little bit of the enterprise aspect of like new track is so bombastic and, you know, and unsatisfying and it's giant plot swings that I'm like, sure, I'll just watch these quiet little subtle stories that are well told. Yeah. Yeah. It is
1: comforting in that sense. I hear
7: DS9
0: is
1: a- for- good. i was saying here's the trailer for Dax, which is the next episode.
7: In space, what you fear isn't always outside. We have a hostage situation. Sometimes it's right on board. Dax is
6: charged with the murder of my father.
7: On the next exciting episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine.
0: Was that lady in the first episode of Cheers, or we always go through this, or is that a different person? Or was that was that Cliff's mother?
1: Yes, that's Cliff's mother.
0: Ha ha, Secunda.
1: And she was um. She was in that TNG episode with the house,
0: the, only, the house on the planet, with the uh, oh, right, the, right. uh with the omnipotent. With the, husband. the other omnipotent. I wonder how that guy gets along with the Q.
1: They probably have a great time together. Uh, all right, everyone. DS9 episode seven done. Here we he go. I'm really proud of some of us. Mostly just me.
10: Disengage.
1: Finger snap.